Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer for Polygon.com. I am joined by Christina Warren, senior writer at Gizmodo, and Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate <laughs> for Congress. You've got it. You've got Somebody it. Somebody tweeted at me, and uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who tweeted at me specifically, but uh, they thought that I was saying Democratic representative as a as a joke, as a fun <laughs> gag. Um, so thank you for for thinking that I am a funny person who makes jokes and means to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ah. Oh. Gosh. So before we start the show this week, can we just like say a word about all the listeners have been showing us like pictures of them wearing oh our rocket God. t-shirts? It's, it's amazing. So great. You guys all look amazing. Uh, we owe you all drinks. Um, uh, if we see if you, you in person, us. if you can find us, and and frankly, some of you like if 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 we see if, if I see like more than one person together in a photo, like if you're in a bar, just tell me. I'll Venmo you around. I'm not even joking. I'm <laughs> oh, not even joking. Snap. I love it. I love it. I'm loving it so much. That is an awesome promise. Yeah, it's just amazing to see who our audience is because we don't know. We don't know. Like it could be anyone listening to it. So it's we don't see you, and we don't even see each other. That's true. I actually just have like my own video feed open so I can watch myself talk, and I mean that's enough for me. But I'm glad that uh, that to see you all as well. You're also you're. It's not quite as good as seeing me, but it's still good. Wow. I love me. I don't, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's funny because I hate me. No. Um. Anyway, Brianna, did something? Did you have a story to tell us this week? Oh my god! I, if you guys want to do it, just because it's going to be a shorter st- show yeah. today, I could tell you my funny story. I want to learn about so, the story. Okay. So ever since I started, um, ever since I bought my Audi TT. I, I, Christina, you can, you can like back me up on this. If you grow up in the South, there's very little to do, right? Like there is, if you're not into church, like there is not. I don't know. Not, I'm yeah, from Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, there's, I don't know. I mean, Okay, it's maybe suburbs. you had stuff to do. I didn't. I grew up in Hattiesburg. Um, the so, true South. We had the mall. I mean, you yeah, know. I spent a lot of time at the mall too. Um, so before I started figure, like fixing up my Audi, I had no idea like how strong my like car rebuilding skills were. And like after a few months of doing this, I've come to realize like that summer I spent like rebuilding an MGB from scratch. Like I actually know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I'm getting prepared to like, um, you know, I've talked to this, uh, talked about this with Frank. And the next time I can find a really good uh, Porsche 911 for a decent price, uh, you know, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to start fixing it up the same way I have my Audi. So I've spent a lot of time lately, like really researching the right Porsche. Porsche that I want to get. And I, I'm looking on eBay. We'll, we'll include a link to this in the show notes. But there's this person that is selling a Porsche 911. And it's a gorgeous, like $60,000 version of the car. But all of their pictures of the car, like, have girls in lingerie like, just <laughs> prostrated over the car. You, you sent us right? a picture, and it's the most incredible thing i've ever seen (laughs) and all of it it's like different girls in every single picture and i'm like 
Well, I've got to know what the story is on this car that this person is trying to sell because they're trying to sell a six hundred and fifty. Uh, they're trying to sell like a fifty thousand dollar car for six thousand five hundred dollars. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like, but are it, you laundering this? Did is this stolen? Was it in an accident? Is it smelly? Like, what's going on? You've got hey, to know I can't the ask story. those questions. I'm too busy looking at this beautiful woman. I, I can't think critically about this vehicle because right. there's a woman in this photograph. I, I, you know, Simone, uh, it, it took me a while to kind of think through the problem myself. Um, oh, no. So, I, pasted, so, I pasted it into the show notes document, and it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> so so I start looking into this. And anyone that knows a thing or two about Porsches from, uh, you know, the, the early 2000s is they very famously have an IMR um, issue with it. Uh, so basically, this one gear in the engine would, gi- would give up. And um, like, and like uh, you know, the entire engine would end up destroyed. So like, you know, there are all these articles out there about finding a really good 996 Porsche 911 to like fix up because there are just so many of them out there that uh, have engines that are just destroyed. But this guy doesn't like claim in his listing that the 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 engine is gone <laughs> and the the VIN number is 00000000000. <laughs> And his phone number is in the listing. So I'm like, well, I've clearly got to no. talk to this guy. I've clearly got to like figure no. out. And I start going through all these rounds with him. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you tell me if this car is an engine or not? And <laughs> <laughs> I start getting the most slippery answers back. And it's like, it's like, well, you know, it just needs the IMR replaced, which is only $150. I'm like, yeah, but like, am I going to spend $20,000 on an engine for the yeah, car? Exactly. But, but, but is there an engine? Is there an engine? Right. Is, there an engine? <laughs> is there an engine in the car? Yeah, I eventually, he goes, no, the engine is out of my shop. It just needs a $150 part. And I'm going like... <laughs> Did I get involved in some pornography ring? Because that's what I'm assuming this is. Like, is this some like Russian pornography scam? So I'm I'm really tempted to like go see this car in New York. Okay, the next time I go down there. Yeah, first of all, don't do that thing. (laughs) No, well, it it says it's for pickup from Bristol, Virginia. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I meant Virginia. I got there was another Porsche I was looking at. So, 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 well, I mean, so your next time you're going to DC, which you know, which I'm sure you're kind of doing right now, talking with people. Yes. Um. Yeah. Might as well. (laughs) I mean, look. What will make you look better? than busting this Porsche pornography ring. Right. As a candidate for Congress. Right. Like right. that's step one. You 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 bust the, the Craigslist scam for the right. Porsche and then you ascend. I'm trying to look into some sort of like clear, you know, sex trade thing that's going on. Um there. update so, free, yes. bad yes. news. Yes. It is it is uh it is three hundred and twenty three miles from Washington DC to Bristol. Oh. So uh so it's a five and a half hour drive, so five hours and forty five minutes according to the Googles. Uh so that might not actually hmm. be be that 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 might be a little bit too out of your way. I mean, I'm still game for this, to be very clear. I think that this is yeah. something you should do. I think the show needs you to do it. Um I think that it would be a great like you know, we, 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 could, we, we've been talking about having different types of, of formats for our podcast where we've talked about it in the past. I think this right. would be a great one where like Brie narrates the trip. We do it serial style or this American lifestyle. Serial. 
Yeah, we do. We do. We do an entire kind of uh, you know S town type of thing. We we'll call, call it, it Brie goes to Bristol. Oh, Brie okay. goes Bree to Bristol. Better. Fine. Brie town. Brie town. I think is is what we call it. Uh, but 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 uh, Brie goes to Bristol would be good too. But I think Brie town is the name, and I think um, I think this is what we do. This is it. This is it. All right. I mean, stay the, tuned the, for our spinoff. The things I keep Brie hearing town. when I talk to him, I'm like, well, what. Why is the engine out of the car? Why don't you fix it yourself? It's just a $150 part. He's like, well, I'm disabled now. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it's just, and then I start asking really snarky questions and he stops returning my calls. So <laughs> I want to know the answer here. You know, I mean, part of me hopes, I mean, obviously, I I hope the guy is okay and and all of that. But 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 part of me hopes that what happened is that he was trying to do the engine repair himself, ended up removing the engine from the car and then kind of was at a point where he realized, Uh I can't actually (laughs) put this back in the car. You know, because we've all had those situations where you take something apart and and you're like, oh, this is fine. And then it comes time to put it back together. And you're like, (laughs) I do not oh, know crap. what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm this is this is this is this is screw. I'm screwed. I've definitely done that when I've taken apart electronics before, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm screwed. This 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 gadget will never work again. And then um, he he schemes with his girlfriend, honey. We've got to sell this car. We got to <laughs> well, get rid of it. Yeah, the, the the photo was interesting because the photo literally, I I I like would question like, is that actually his photo or is that was that like a photo found on like a certain type of website? You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just like a, a still, it's a screen cap that he took. It, it's a ton of like pictures of just all different girls like posing on this car. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. That this well, is so good. Stay tuned for our continuing investigation into the. Uh, uh, Bree, Bree Town, into Bree Town. Uh, so other things going on in the news today. Uh, Christina, you wrote a great piece about uh, Uber CEO Travis. Is it Kal- Kalanick? It's Kalanick. Kalanick. Yeah. Uh, always with the emphasis. Uh, Travis Kalanick, uh, he was supposed to speak at Code Conference this year. And a disclaimer, Code Conference was started by Kara Swisher and Walt Mossberg, who have both worked for Vox Media. Um, Walt is retiring, but Kara is not. Um, so Travis, uh, Travis Kalanick, uh, backed out of speaking at Code Conference among many other scandals that Uber is having because, uh, <laughs> the reason that he gave was that Attorney General Eric Holder's investigation of Uber for its culture of sexual harassment is still ongoing. Uh, as you point out in the piece, many other leaders of tech companies have continued to appear and make public appearances. Uh, speaking amidst the crap storms that their company has gone through. And you have kind of some harsh words for Mr. CEO. I mean, okay. I mean, this was kind of unprecedented, as I said. You know, the the Code Conference, which has happened for a few years, and before that, um, its predecessor was the All Things D, the D Conference uh, that that, that Kara and and Walt started when they were at the Wall Street Journal. It's been going on, you know, for like 15 years, right? Like, it's kind of an institution, and um, it's, it's a big deal. And People don't back out. People who agree to speak do not back out of this conference. It's kind of stunning. Like th- this is this is a direct quote from the the Recode blog post. Microsoft's Bill Gates came despite the Vista disaster. Apple's Steve Jobs came despite the stolen iPhone prototype debacle. Various Yahoo chiefs came despite heaps of bad publicity and takeover rumors. Steve Case came soon after the utter humiliation of AOL's failed merger with Time Warner. Even Ralph De La Vega of AT&T came during controversial network failures. Um, and, and then they kind of mentioned as an aside that 
Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos appeared at the Wall Street Journal conference, which was kind of their attempt to make their own version of the D conference after Walt and Kara went to Recode uh, or started Recode. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes showed up at the Wall Street Journal conference just days after the journal published a devastating investigation of her business. And so, as I said, like, Elizabeth Holmes has bigger balls than Travis Kalanick. I mean, and 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 trust me, I am not someone who will ever say many kind things about Elizabeth Holmes, as as we've discussed in our previous discussions of Theranos. But she has bigger balls than than Travis Kalanick. Like, I just, I don't. To me, I understand you're going through a really bad, uh, you know, your, your public, you know, crisis right now, and 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 that morale. And your internally is probably pretty bad. Optics are terrible. They're so bad. Like your your very fancy um, uh, head of a PR, um, uh, Rachel Whetstone, um, like left, and and so you're kind of without you know a flack. I, I get that, uh, but this would have been an opportunity if done in the right way to spin people into stuff on your favor. So, and um, it doesn't look good that he did back out because exactly. Because if, I mean, I guess it shows that either they don't have faith in him being able to spin it or they're really worried about what's going on behind the scenes, I guess, would be the the generalization there. Maybe that's not true, but the fact that he as a CEO is not willing to go talk up what's good about his company is is concerning. Yeah, I mean, this would have been an awesome opportunity for him, I think, to kind of make the case to uh, potential investors and other people in the tech community and, and um, you know, the elites who attend this conference to say, I deserve to still be CEO and the business is on its right side. And despite all these troubles, I'm I'm owning up to these things by answering the questions. And but- the thing is, is that the Kara and Walt, you know, Kara especially – would be asking critical questions, but yeah. as these past instances have shown, when people come in to the conference during times of crisis, they're amenable to that. You know, it 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 wouldn't it wouldn't literally be something where he was just you know being hammered away in the hot seat. There there's a certain amount of respect that's given when you show up in those sorts of circumstances. Where I think he would have had the chance, and, and maybe you know the big failure here is that he doesn't have a, a PR person to help you know media train him through it. I don't know, but this would have been. I think a great opportunity to make the case for why Uber is still a great company and why he's still the right person to lead it. And instead, this just looks like he's a big baby who is afraid to face a journalist who might ask him hard questions. Yeah, like it's, like, it, amending my my previous statement, concerning is maybe too. I use too strong a word there. It uh, it just looks kind of like sucky on his yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, missed it, opportunity. Yeah, you know, Kara exactly. is above all things fair. And yes. reasonable, like she can be a firebrand, but she's fair. And you know, like we are living in the post-Trump era, guys. Like this is, you know, there's there's very there's not like even a theoretical point where you can't like come back to the public. And people people respond to honesty, and they respond to humanity. And you know, it's not complicated to go in front of an audience and say, "I made a mistake." If you've got like you know, people can respond to genuineness. And this totally this really would have been the point for him to turn this around. And instead it comes across as cowed and you know terrified and evasive. It just really leaves me going, like, when is the other shoe gonna drop? Like, do I need right. to sell all my Uber stock now? Like, you know, <laughs> like well, not that there's stock available to the public, but you know what I mean. So yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's just it's just it's complete missed opportunity, and it makes you wonder. Like, 
you know, the fact that they're using the the Holder investigation as kind of the argument against this seems really disingenuous, too, because that investigation has been delayed because they need more time. And that's fine. But it's already been delayed. It also, as I kind of pointed out, like what I mean, it's hilarious that in his place, they will be sending Ariana Huffington, who's, who's a board member. And <laughs> so they're and sending like, a woman out to take the responsibility for what he won't do. Exactly. I mean, as, as I put, because I made a whole list of like the 10 reasons he should have used instead that would have been more believable. And one of them was it's better for Uber's diversity numbers if a woman shows up and is forced to take responsibility for his poor decisions. God. Yeah. So you tagged this uh, on Gizmodo using your my favorite tag of your or filing of yours, which is F company. Uh, how do what what do you think about because uber does have a lot of stuff going on right now i have looked at the numbers for uh like the delete uber movement and they kind of rebounded from that in terms of users yeah Uh, how effed do you think effed is in this case i don't know i mean it's hard to say because i think that the optics are really bad i also if i'm being completely honest think that at least Right now, as long as they can continue, the the real challenge for them might be raising future rounds of money because they're oh, not yeah. profitable yet, and they're spending a lot of money. They're spending tons of money, so that might be the real the real problem. Would be does this impact their ability to raise money? And it may or it may not. I think that in terms of of users, it is kind of um, you know as as bad as this is. They are kind of ubiquitous. Um, drivers haven't stopped using them, even though they're pretty terrible to drivers. You know, people who are deleting it out of um, you know protests. There aren't enough of them to kind of make a difference. So I don't think that 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 makes it. You know, it's going to make a, a substantial. You know, right now in their business of people using the company. But what I do think it does, though, is that it could impact their ability to raise funds. And as I said, they are losing so much money um, because they've basically been spending everything they get to, to put its competitors out of business. They're losing so much money that if you know people who have helped them raise. I mean, they've raised. Um, I think they've raised something like like five hundred billion dollars. Like they've 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 raised uh, or no uh, fifty billion dollars. Sorry, not five hundred billion. That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> they they've raised they've raised like fifty billion in 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 venture, uh, fifty or sixty billion in venture. And or no, sorry, that's their valuation. Sorry, there's a lot I, of me, numbers going on here. I'm sorry, their valuation is fifty billion dollars. They're valued at fifty billion, and they've raised several billion. In, in VC funding already. Okay. They're going to need to continue to raise that amount of money to kind of continue to go forward. This might make that problematic or at least make it problematic with him at the helm. So that that would be my concern of how, how effed they are. I, 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 but, but if I'm being totally candid, I think that their market position, especially in the United States, they already lost in China and, 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 and Didi Shuxing uh, basically took over there um, and, and kind of did like a, a partnership, which was kind of a, a salvo to Uber because Uber spent and lost a humongous amount of money in China and then had to basically say we, we're, we're gone um, and, 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 and accept that the, the, the Chinese rival won. But in the United States and, and, and much of the rest of the world, they are so far and away the leader um, that – uh, I don't think that even this sort of bad publicity will hurt them in terms of users or drivers, but it might hurt their ability to make money. I'd love Bree's take, though. Well, I want to just build on uh, something you just said, and you linked to this in in your piece, and that is uh, you know, Jalopnik had a fantastic piece called Uber is Doomed. Yes. And it looked at the, the financials underneath it. Do you know when yes. I get in an Uber, I am only paying for 40% of the cost of that ride. And the Mm -hmm. rest of it uh, comes from venture capitalists. Yep. I want to say that again. This industry that is evaluated in such a huge way, 
venture capitalists are currently paying for 60% of that cost. Yep. And drivers are pissed off and they want more money. And I think that alone really speaks to the difficulties of Uber's model from here because what they do is utterly fungible. They have a workplace, uh, they have an employee base that they have no loyalty to and that right. don't particularly like them. Yep. Um, and, you know, just taking a step back, uh, you know, I think it's worth saying like Eric Holder and Ariana Huffington being like the, 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 like, what would you even say? The, the, the good guys, like they're putting them out there as the heroes in this situation. (laughs) Yeah. I don't personally know, like, let's take each of them at a time. I don't know Ariana Huffington. I met her once when she came and spoke at my college in the nineties. She seemed perfectly nice. Uh, but I have sure had a lot of conversations with people that have worked with her um, where she doesn't come across as great. I think it would be accurate to say that is a, a, a perception that many people in the field have about her. Um, you know, where she's kind of very self-promoting and is out for herself. You know, my friend uh, Melanie over at Mike, she wrote an amazing piece talking about how Ariana Huffington was really the wrong person to kind of take the lead on this. So, um, you know, for me as someone who, you know, is a pretty reputable feminist, I don't think she's the one that should be taking the lead on this. As far as Eric Holder, um, I would recommend anyone out there go and read uh, Matt Taibbi's book, uh, The Divide, where he talks a lot about Eric Holder's, uh, you know, past. You know, this is somebody who we kind of associate with the Obama administration, which is great, but he has a real past as a, a very corporate lawyer. Um, this is the same attorney general that didn't prosecute anyone involved with Wall Street. And there's a huge downside to Eric Holder, too. So he is almost a name brand that uh, you know Uber is paying to investigate this situation. So mm-hmm. in between those two facts, like Ariana Huffington and Eric Holder being on the lead here, Neither of those give me confidence. So if you take the whole picture of you know Travis also not coming, um, this just really paints the picture of a company in crisis to me personally. Yeah, no, you're dead on. And 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 uh, just to give another shout out again to uh, to that that Jalopnik article, Uber is doomed because it really does go into a lot of the the problems that you were saying. And in addition to the like you were like you were just talking about uh, the 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 optic problems with the people who are even leading this investigation. This is a company I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I think that, that they have no problems because they certainly do. Uh, I just feel like, you know, um, this adds to it. And, and to me, I mean, I think that's what makes him refusing to go to the conference. So silly. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a move that hurts him. Like it's ostensibly being done because he doesn't want to answer um, questions about, uh, his business and he doesn't want to have to face difficult things. But all that ends up happening is that it makes the situation worse. It just compounds that the bad press, the bad publicity and uh, potentially makes those investors who, as Bree was pointing out, are so in like who've given them $8 billion and who are subsidizing their business less and less of a reason to, uh, to continue to invest. This episode of rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. I was accused by someone on Twitter of trying to do an English accent in last week's ad read. And I'd like to answer that. I'd like to answer that honestly and truthfully. Uh, I don't try. I just open my mouth and pure sweet ambrosia comes out of it. 
And today that Ambrosia is telling you all about how you should make your next move with Squarespace, which is a website that lets you make a website. You could get a unique domain. You can use award-winning templates and you can do even more things. You can, you can create an online store. You can create a portfolio. You can create a blog. Let's do an ASMR style ad read. No, that's actually probably going to turn some people off. Um, no ASMR here unless you want to make a website all about ASMR for your new ASMR YouTube channel that you have. You know where you can do that? Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that lets you do exactly that. You don't have to install anything. I can't do ASMR. I'm freaking sorry. You don't have to install anything. You don't have to worry about patches that'll break your whole site. You don't have to worry about needing to upgrade. It's all included under your Squarespace plan and you can get you can t- get a free trial for like 2 weeks, test it out no credit card required. You can build a whole website in that time. You could do it. You really can. Uh, and then you'll fall in love with that website as I've said many many times over. Um, and then you can spend the rest of your life just fiddling with it for your own satisfaction, not because you need to. It looks fine. You really don't need to. It's a very good-looking website. Stop fiddling with it just because it's fun. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support, and you can easily and quickly grab a unique domain name. Oh, yeah. Get that unique domain. This is probably so disorienting. I'm so sorry that I keep bringing it down and then bringing it back up, but you know what? Squarespace gets me pooped. All those award-winning templates are beautiful, and you should look at them. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. And like I said, you can start your free freaking trial. Get it. Get in there. Build your website. And when you do sign up at the end of that free trial, use offer code ROCKET to get 10% off that first purchase. Show your support for ROCKET. Show your support for FM. Show Squarespace that you love them and you love us and you love ASMR. Which is not what's happening here. So do that somewhere else. I'm sorry. This isn't that show. It's not a show (laughs) for that. Thanks, Squarespace, for all your stuff. Yay! What's wrong, Bri? (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm enjoying the emotional aftermath of a Simone ad read. It's just an intense experience. You better calm down and get it together because we have some serious <laughs> topics to talk about. All uh, right, so let's do it. This next one is super topical. It actually literally just happened this afternoon. There was a – and I'm speaking now at 547 on Wednesday night. Uh, there was a phishing scam perpetrated through Google Docs today or through Gmail today rather um, that used a third-party app that was called Google Docs. It was not Google Docs. It was a malicious app. Um so we're, I'm working here with what we know now as of mere hours after this occurred. Basically what happened, and this happened to me and several other people in Vox Media, as well as I believe you as well, Christina. Oh, yeah. Um, and The Verge. Uh, what happens is that, or happened is that the users received an invitation to edit a Google Doc from someone they knew. Uh, and clicking that invitation, uh, you're familiar with it. If someone's ever shared a Google Doc with you, it's just like, hey, do you want to edit this in, in Drive? Yeah, I'll, I'll click that. It's great. Uh, that takes you to an authorization screen, uh, which, again, you're probably familiar with, but it, it would ask you to authorize this third-party app called Google Docs. 
I use Google Docs, uh, but upon authorizing it, uh, it would access your account. The app, the malicious app, would get access to your email address or to your email and your address book. Uh, as of now, it has been disabled, but there's still like a lot to <laughs> a lot to parse here. Uh, yeah. I don't, we don't know the origin of the attack, I believe, um, or whether it will return in another form. Or I don't know. I'm not even sure how it works, but it's basically because of a loophole that Google has where you can create, you can name an app anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and um, there was a, an instance about this uh, about uh, three years ago um, that, that was kind of similar that would kind of prompt you to sign into um, your Google account. Um, it, it even, back then it even used uh, SSL encryption. And um, it, it was remarkably similar. I mean, from what I understand, yeah, somebody probably used it, it seems like maybe you know Google's apps or, or some of their services to name things what they named it and and made it look very clever in that you know um, it, we'll, we'll have links in the comments but if, but if you look at what the um, the email looks pretty legit and so a lot of people you know get this invitation to edit from someone that's that's probably contacted them before uh, and, and clicking you know open in docs will take them to. Um, a place that would then kind of, you know, un, um, uh, a, as you were saying, kind of, you know, uh, grant authorization and get their credentials and then spam their address book and go further. So it's it's pretty gross. Um, Google uh, acted pretty quickly as, as soon as it started kind of getting the rounds. I noticed within an hour, I think, of, of it kind of getting at least showing up on my radar, um, I'd received a couple of them and I hadn't clicked on them. Um, and I started to kind of see the tweets and then I went back to look at the emails to kind of get a closer look at what was going on. And they had already been spammed. They, they, so, so to be clear, they had made it to my inbox and then it was removed from my inbox and put spammed. And, and so, so Google was, was clearly, you know, seeing the activity that was going on and they were able to react pretty quickly. And I think that their, uh, their, their official comment was we've taken action to protect users against an email impersonating Google Docs and have disabled offending accounts. Google said in a statement, um, we've removed fake pages, pushed updates through safe browsing, and our abuse team is working to prevent this kind of spoofing from happening again. We encourage users to report phishing emails in Gmail. So they've acted quickly, but like you said, it's still not clear what the origin of all this was. Um, and what was interesting was that at first, I think at least how we kind of noticed things on Twitter and whatnot was that was that media people were kind of impacted first and, and, and PR people. So people who have really big address books. And so I got one from somebody who works at another news organization. And I also got a couple from people who work at, at PR agencies. And, you know, you have to think many of those people have really large address books. So they're really good vectors, but within, you know, an hour or two, we started getting reader tips that readers who aren't part of those networks were getting them too. And and again, I think that's just kind of the nature of these things. When you go, you know, I, I'm not sure if media people or PR people in specific were targeted, but that if you were trying to get something to go viral into a fact, a lot of people, that's not a bad way to do it, right? Because you're going after people who have really extensive address books. I mean, I got this too. Um, you know, I'm I'm not currently, you know, working anywhere as a journalist, but uh, yeah, I got this from multiple people, and uh, I just I'd like as a wider issue, have you all been getting a lot of phishing attacks lately? Because I I probably get like four or five a day, and they are getting hyper sophisticated, and um, you know, I think it's 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 scary. Yeah, this is one that our RIT department noticed really quickly. So when I went to check my email, I had both the phishing attempt and then an email 
that said, don't click any links from Google Docs, um, quote unquote, Google Docs. Uh, so this one, this one was caught relatively early, but it really makes me think about any, any, any others that would have gone unnoticed because it does look so legitimate. Yeah. And this is a really, really good scary. one. Yeah, no, I mean, and and I mean, as as I think, like Sam Biddle from the Intercept was kind of pointing out, like you know, he was like, I feel like Google shouldn't let a third party name itself Google Docs, and like it's possible they use Unicode or or something else to make that appear. But even that, I mean, you know, Unicode scams where where you're able to um, make things look one way by using acrylic characters, um, you know, look a different way in English are have been happening for years and years. Um, but you know, it's 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 surprising to me that Google wouldn't automatically as sam was saying kind of block that ability and and maybe they will now maybe they're gonna have to look and say if there is you know uh, uh unicode characters that would make something look appear a certain way in latin we're going to ban those as application names um and and whatever you know very small like probably mi- microscopic amount of potential um overlap there might be between a legitimate named app and something else we'll just deal with that because you know, the consequences in a case like this are are potentially very, very bad. Hmm. What is the the process, I guess, for making apps like this that, that could impersonate Gmail? So, I mean, sorry, apps that would use uh, the Google, I guess, infrastructure to... Uh, well, well, they have APIs that allow people to use your login for yeah. certain things, and you grant permissions, and and that's common with any of these. You know, Facebook has them too, so does yeah. Twitter. Um, you know, they they have, uh, and and that, that's a, that's like a core part of of kind of Google's business is that they have, you know, like anything can ability. integrate with it, right? And 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 that's a good thing, you know. But um, in in this case, it shows that if somebody wants to create something with it, which looks ridiculous and is asking for lots of um permissions, you know, it's taking you to um, a, a fake looking app that that is af, 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 you know asking you to authenticate it with your Google account, and that's obviously a bad thing. Yeah, I feel like you know there's um uh, every time phishing comes up, I think about this really great piece that was put out by uh, Facebook's head of security um, a few I think it was last year, and you know he was talking about how you know our culture of infosec loves just loves to talk about these kind of obscure zero-day attacks on things, which are mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of um, ingenious. And they, they're they absolutely problematic. But, you know, what he sees with such a, a very large cohort of users at uh, Facebook is phishing schemes. Phishing schemes being like 90% of what he has to deal with in his job. And, you know, anyone can fall for these. You know, John Podesta, uh, I just finished mm-hmm. reading uh, Shattered, uh, the book about Hillary Clinton's campaign. It goes into a lot more details uh, about, uh, you know, his email leak. You could recently point to that moment as having been the reason that Hillary lost in some ways. So, yeah. you know, these, these can happen to anyone. And Definitely. Yeah. So I think like we've really got, I think it really speaks to InfoSec needing to, you know, lock these issues down. Apple has got to find a way to address uh, these phishing schemes that I get at least four or five a day with their account. Um, you know, it's the same thing with Google Docs. Like they've got to really think through ways to cheat with the Unicode and, uh, you know, close these loopholes. So there's no review process for for apps that integrate through that API. Uh, 
I mean, usually not. I mean, to, to do that, I mean, you, it would be ridiculous. I mean, the the whole thing is, is you know, you have automated testing processes that go through certain things. But if you were to have to require a human to look over each and every person who wants to integrate that sort of feature, there, then you would never get adoption. Like, this is just not possible. So, you know, the, the good news is these sorts of things, fortunately, are are less common. But but yeah, I mean, to, to, to Bree's point, I mean, um, people... Any, anyone can be the victim of these things, and, and especially when they make them look really good. And and I do think it is a, a great point, Brie, that a lot of times the InfoSec community focuses so much on kind of the obscure things that don't affect everyone, and then things like this, which are are much you know lower hanging fruit, ha- really have the more negative potential. I mean, obviously that's not to say that the really catastrophic things shouldn't be focused on, and that those holes shouldn't be patched. But there's a lot of stuff, especially with education, and, and I think especially with even you know. Um, uh, fighting back and, 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 you know, designing systems so that things like this aren't as, as possible. Uh, they, they could go towards making everything more secure, uh, both from the user's perspective and from the companies involved in, and all that stuff. Yeah. This is exactly the sort of thing that wouldn't just affect my grandma, but would you know affect no. people a lot more tech savvy than that. Totally. And, and, that and I do want to say like, I mean, obviously Google kind of got on the ball and this is all really good, yes. but you know, they, this is the sort of thing a lot of times with phishing scams, I think a lot of people, tech savvy people, knee jerk reactions to be like, oh, you know, what an idiot. But this, I think, is a great indicator. And even even if they are really obvious, like the, the, that's what happens. And and I, I I don't know. I never I never want to blame the user or anything. Yeah, well, for like imagine if you're you're spacing out and you're checking your email and you don't read it all the way or you don't read it totally closely. Like you you would have to be on one hundred percent of the time to think that you would never absolutely ever fall for something like this. And no one is on 100% of the time. Anyway, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) A new trailer for the latest Netflix series came out today. It's The Defenders. So, okay, one word reaction to this trailer. Brianna, go. Cool. Christina, go. (laughs) Yes. Simone, go. Eh. What? I I, uh, I thought it was kind of disappointing. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. It opens with Jessica Jones and Misty Knight. What the frack, Simone? Okay, the scene with Jessica and Misty was great, but I wasn't, like, dazzled by the dialogue. Okay, okay, fair, fair. fair. And even, like, the, the Luke Cage dissing iron fit like the whole the whole stinger of the thing was a joke that for me fell completely flat that being said that being said i'm so excited to see jessica jones and luke cage and daredevil again um in about that order i guess i guess it's like you know i'm watching this trailer it opens up on like jessica jones yes the hero i've waited my whole life for and, you know, Misty Knight, who I love. And then, you know, it, like, cuts to Daredevil. Nah. And then Iron Fist comes on. Yeah, you know, when Iron Fist came on screen, it's like you're watching a rerun of Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> on cable. And then I wish I was Shannon, doing today. And then it's a Shannon Dorney episode. And you're just like, uh, like, it's just for a <laughs> sec. <laughs> like, that's who Iron Fist is. Like, he's just, yeah, I love that Luke Cage gives him some, uh, you know, sass in it. But it's like, I hate two of the four characters in the Defenders. Like, I think Daredevil is terrible and Iron Fist is unwatchable. So Daredevil does yeah. look cool. I will say, okay, I'm, I'm, well, I'm have it paused on the screen where Matt Murdock comes in and he's wearing his red glasses. 
Uh, and I think that that is a cool and uh, aesthetically pleasing shot. Uh, yeah, that being said, Daredevil, and especially because it's dealing with, I guess, spoilers if you haven't watched the trailer, but it's just the trailer. I'm not going to, I don't know anything about the show. It deals with Elektra coming back in the hand. So, and that was, in my opinion, the weakest part of Daredevil season two was the Elektra plot. Everyone knows that the Punisher was the best part of season two of Daredevil. Uh, so I, w- I would like to see that plot uplifted by the presence of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, who are great characters. And I, I liked seeing them interact together in uh, season one of Jessica Jones, which, oh my God, feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly it. And you know, just the Marvel comics, like the hand is some of the very best storylines, right? Like um they're they're some of the most interesting villains. Like there are a ton of great X-Men comics about Shinobi. You know, they were involved in Psylocke. So there's definitely a hand uh, storyline that can be told well. Uh, just Daredevil completely failed to do it. Uh, we have to say, though, like what I'm so psyched about this is you've got Misty Knight, who just completely killed it in, um, you know, the uh, first season of Luke Cage. And, you know, you've got Sigourney Weaver in this. Oh, my God. And- I totally forgot about that. I like I was so excited that it completely left my mind. I... I did not, I somehow, I don't know, was it announced Sigourney Weaver was going to be in this? Because yeah. if it was, I forgot. Yeah, it was uh, a And few then I ago. watched the trailer and got excited and like passed out and forgot again. Oh my God, I'm so excited that Sigourney Weaver is in this. I love her. Christina, what about you? I mean, I'm look, I think like Iron Fist is terrible and I think Daredevil has kind of gone downhill and I mostly just care about Luke Cage and, and Jessica Jones, but I'm still here for it just for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. So I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, like this isn't like Iron Fist where I was like, I'm going to skip it. I will definitely yeah. watch it uh, for the characters that I do like and just, just keep up with the continuity. Yeah, yeah, because I like this whole Marvel, you know, cinematic television universe or whatever the hell, the, whatever the, hell the, the name of it is. Is it the Marvel television universe? Cause <laughs> I, I don't know. Because it, but, but see, because it's weird, right? Because you have the Netflix Marvel television universe, but then you also have like, you know, like the Runaways from Marvel is coming to Hulu, which right. looks awesome. God. Uh, yeah, that Marvel's whole thing is it's so intricate uh and I I'm still not sure, you know, what relates to what and what matters in terms of movies and TV canon. Uh I I think I I I believe they're not like they reference or the sorry, the shows will reference the movies, but the shows are not considered canon to the movies is I think the uh the whole dealio with it. Like it's yeah, it's uh, it's the sense. rectangle square where one thing is canon but the other thing is in a state of flux. I almost um, feel like there's too much of it out right now. Like I tried to watch Legion, and like Legion is one of the most interesting characters from the comic books. And even though you know Chris Claremont was behind it, I could not get past three episodes of that show. It's just not pulling me in. Um, I really want to try to watch Legion, but I haven't had a chance yet. I mean, you know, maybe it gets better. Um, I don't know, but it's it's like you said, uh, Christina, it's like, you know, I am all here for Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and, you know, maybe uh, Daredevil and Iron Fist will get hit by a meteor in the first episode and they'll just be their show together. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I, I would be there for that. All right. Christina, what are you up to this week? I'm trying to review a million things. I'm trying to review the new Hulu uh, TV service. I'm trying to review the new BlackBerry Yes, uh, I you did not mishear me. Wow. I'm actually going to review the new BlackBerry. Wow. Um, spoiler alert: I don't totally hate it. 
Um, oh, wow. I, I, do I think that any regular person should buy it? No, but, but Kim Kardashian is going to love this phone. Uh, and uh, I have like other things in the works. I have like so much work, you guys. It's kind of crazy. It's it's Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like completely swamped out of my mind. It's crazy. Rihanna, what we should, about you? We should oh, tell sorry. listeners like the reason our show is a little bit shorter this week because we're recording this at five o'clock. Yeah, five o'clock. It's, it's my fault, really. I just got back from Texas yesterday, and I have visitor a visitor, and so I'm I'm prioritizing my own self. Over, I wouldn't use the word fault here. It's just a you're right. Uh, it thing, is so. it is my intention that we are recording at five p.m. Yes. So, in additionally, uh, in addition to working to find out the mystery of the porno Porsche, uh, I, am, I am working on uh, live stuff with my campaign this week. I've got television. I've got a television appearance tomorrow and Friday, and uh, after that, uh, my husband has been working on a huge project for weeks now, uh, to the point where I really haven't seen him on weekends. Uh, so we are actually going to go out of town to a bed and breakfast this weekend and go. Uh, in addition, um, I am also still trying to get my airbag system to work in my Audi TT. Today, uh, I'm about to walk out of here and there's going to be a, a $500 dedicated box that will let me hack anything in my Audi. Anything. I could change the top what? speed. I could change the gas consumption rate i could i could completely destroy the engine if i mess this up so the stakes are very high i mean i love it i love yeah. it i want you to create a transformer <laughs> is that what's happening i'll work on it i'll work on it tomorrow. nice all right well this week let's see i'm i'm making shows i just got back from the most amazing vacation in austin texas and everyone today has made fun of me just because i happen to be wearing a shirt with texas on it after getting back a day after getting back from Texas, I don't know what people's problems are. Like clearly, I'm I'm I know what I'm about. I'm about the state of Texas. I'm about meats. I'm about tacos and margaritas. <laughs> um. So yeah. Oh my god. I'm doing a Zelda escape room on Friday. And oh I'm my so god. Freaking excited. Are you for real? I am for real. That's oh so my cool. god. Tell me about And that. we are going yeah. to escape. I will tell you about it when I'm out of when I escape, Bree. If I escape, this may be my last episode of Rocket because I may be trapped in the (laughs) Zelda escape room. So before we go, I've got to ask you, I am very seriously thinking about buying a Nintendo Switch today. Do you you think I should do it? Mine comes tomorrow. What? Really? You've got one? Yeah. So so GameStop had a bundle and it was $500. So it was like a $20 upcharge for a 128 gigabyte like micro SD um, Zelda, the Zelda expansion, and Mario Kart, and so I bought it, and um, I bought it last week, and it should arrive tomorrow. Oh, I'm so, so excited for yes, you! Yes, that's exciting. So we we will decide next week if Bree should yes, buy. Please yes, let Nintendo me know. Switch. That's going to be yeah. the whole show. The whole show is just <laughs> the whole show will be about should should, Bree, should Bree get a Switch? Yeah, <laughs> I have to tell you, Simone. Like I did get a copy of Poyo uh, Tetris for PS4 after our show last week. It oh, yeah. It's unbelievably good. It's bad for my marriage, but it's fun. <laughs> I knew game. it. I knew it'd be yeah. bad for your marriage. I called it's that. It's very bad. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. R.I.P. Frank, I guess. That's why we have to go out of town to, like, work on our marriage. <laughs> so, wait, are you, do you beat him at Puyo like you beat him at Peggle? Yes. Good to know. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for keeping the equilibrium in that marriage. All right. Where can we find you online, Bree? 
Uh, Space Cat Gal on Twitter. Wow. And Christina? You can find me at film underscore girl on uh, the Twitters, the Instagrams, uh, and uh, the Snapchats, all those places. Nice. You can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar, my videos at youtube.com slash polygon SEO play season two going strong. Um, got some fun times ahead of us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rocket. Uh, we hope you liked our, our fast, fast speaking format. And uh, if you really, really did, you can let us know what you thought of it in a starred review on iTunes. Thanks again. This episode is terminated. 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 Terminated.